1: Now, it is very easy to forget that most musical instruments start off life as just a block of wood and then slowly over time, they're manipulated into beautiful objects that make music. And this is very true in the case of the traditional Irish banjo, which is still handcrafted in County Galway today and indeed for the last 40 years. But what is involved in the process? Joining me now is Finton Cousin of Clarine Banjos. How are you today, Finton? I'm not too bad, Tom. Uh, Thanks for having me. The banjo is having a bit of a run at the moment, isn't it?
0: It seems to be, yes, given how busy we are. It's, uh, it's very popular at the moment and new people starting all the time, which is, which is great.
1: You must be delighted when you see people like the Mary Wallopers coming along and having the banjo front and centre of the stage.
0: It's always good when they're, when they're kind of front and centre. Right? Yeah, it kind of draws the attention.
1: Yeah, and the UK lapping it up as well. You'll be getting busier and busier. Um, this business started with your dad, didn't it?
0: Yeah, he started mid to late 70s, kind of repairing and, and restoring Uh, banjos and he would have made his first uh, banjo from a kit that he would have ordered via mail order back in 1979 he says. Um, But he would have made his first banjo from local woods back in uh, 84,
1: 85. Right and I was was fascinated because he went to London didn't he in the late 60s and became part of that whole kind of Irish music scene that was in London at the time.
0: Yeah, as he as he tells it, he he bought his his first banjo uh, late '60s uh, in a thrift shop, and he's a, a Tom. My father's electronic engineer by trade, so he was used to taking stuff apart, putting them back together, taking it apart. He comes from a generation where you fix stuff rather than you uh, buying new stuff. So he he learned how the banjo worked and and all the different bits and pieces of it, uh, and and. Um, basically went from there.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'd love to hear his stories of the London scene from the late 60s. That was the time when Christy Moore went over and, and you and McCall be playing those sessions and God, would we be part of that world?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, I think it was more traditional than than the folk when it came to Tom, uh, it has to be said. So I'm not sure there would have been right. a huge amount of crossover there. He'd, at the time there was, uh, you were either one or the other, I think, but I, I would have to uh, I would have to uh, bow to Tom's knowledge oh, on that to be honest I'm with you I'm always I was uh, running an uh, apple in, in his eye at that rise. stage you know
1: so I always find it amazing when you, when you see the divisions run deep in the music world the folk and the trad world so we're, we're, we're circling around each other written, but not joining each other so then he came back to Galway but I, I see in Galway with his, his traditional band Shaskeen playing six nights a week
0: he, yeah, uh, we have diaries, he has his, kept his diaries from from the, the 70s, and he could be in Bandon uh, one night on a Wednesday, and Bundoran on a Thursday, how he did it while while holding on a full-time job as well as doing that, uh, and having kids um, is impressive it has to be said and driving,
1: and driving those roads and driving those roads motorways time, yeah. arrive. my god um, so what exactly is involved in, in making a banjo is it a very complicated process
0: um, it can be given that there's so many parts I think people are shocked with the amount of parts that are in a banjo so obviously the wood would be the main component of it um, we would we have suppliers of, of timber that we would get in eight to ten foot planks of, of maple mainly that we would cut down uh, to make the necks and the, and the pots of the, of the bunch that we use. So uh, then you have the brass parts that all have to be arranged as well. So it can be, there's a lot involved. Uh, but thankfully Tom had it all sorted out almost by the time I got here so oh, the, proce- <laughs> the process was made a small bit easier
1: I have to admit I look at a banjo and a bit of me kind of doesn't quite know how it works because um, I'm familiar with acoustic guitars where you have the neck you can understand and the kind of sound uh, easily but the banjo looks like there's all manners of different stuff going on
0: Well you can imagine a, a neck as you call it on, on, as we would call it the same on the banjo attached to a drum head. Right and basically that's more or less what the banjo is now the different tones that you can get from the banjo is dictated by the different type of tone rings that you would use and um, the different type of woods possibly that you use plus the setup as, uh, has a huge has a huge impact on, on how it sounds and how it plays as well so um, it's it, it's an acoustic instrument as well as a guitar just set up slightly different uh, nice. looking slightly different
1: and is, is it a complex does it take long to make one
0: it's it's difficult to to nail down exactly how long it takes to make one, Tom, simply because we'd never make one at a time. We'd always be making a batch. But if I was to give an estimate if on, on the slightly less expensive instruments, the banjos that we make, you'd be looking at 12 to 15 man hours. Obviously, you'd be taking drying time for glue and things like that out of it. Uh, for the for the higher up models that we make you would be doubling maybe tripling that time frame
1: and i have to ask you a little bit about price cuz i know with guitars you can start your child off with something for 50 euro um you can spend thousands after that uh what what's it like with with banjos
0: the more or less the same now we wouldn't make anything uh for less than we would start around about the 900 euro mark but again we would we would climb up into the thousands as well for for our top-of-the-range models. Um, a lot of that is, is obviously the time it takes and the the, the attention to detail that is taken in, in the, the more expensive models.
1: Right, but when you pick up a banjo like that, I think the, the, the quality and the time that goes into it is, is really very apparent, isn't it?
0: I think so, yeah. I think if you have an appreciation for instruments in general, I think you can tell with, with most instruments with the attention to detail that goes into making making them you know Right
1: and you yourself you were in Australia initially and you came back to join the business did you?
0: I did My when I came back from Australia in 2000 uh, early 2004 uh, middle of the Celtic Tiger I had probably every intention of going back to work in Dublin uh, but my father basically said he thinks there's enough work here for me and I said I'd give it a couple of months see how it goes and almost 20 years later I'm still, I'm still doing it
1: Right uh, I'd say it's a lovely world to be a part of is it?
0: It's great, to be honest with you, Tom. It's, it's fantastic. You meet such a diverse range of people. You deal with people from all over the world. Um, and and uh, it's uh, very enjoyable, very satisfying uh, work, particularly when you see, see one of your instruments um, go out the door uh, and, and somebody very happy to part with their hard-earned money with uh, for it, you know.
1: Right. Uh, just wondering, do you know, how did the banjo come to Ireland?
0: That's a long and winding road. As far as I'm aware, now, and again, I'm open to correction on this, Tom. Uh, There was a band called the Flanagan Brothers way back in the 20s. Now they were Irish guys based in America, brothers, and uh, they came to tour in Ireland, and that may have been may have been the first introduction uh, of uh, Irish music with the banjo, Uh, but the. Real popularity came with Barney McKenna from the Dubliners, um, and he would have raised the profile uh, of the tenor banjo uh, right. in, in Irish music, and it would have climbed from there to Stockton's Wing, Kieran Hanron, and then, and then along came the likes of Jerry O'Connor, um, who uh, used to play with four men in the jog, and the popularity would have grown massively. Uh, during the during the eighties and nineties, really
1: right. It's a very distinctive instrument. Um, it does crop up in, in in rock and pop music now and again. I think when it does, it's it's
0: it's fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's many various of the banjo as well. You've got five string and six string as well. And I mean, I've seen Rod Stewart and Taylor Swift playing six string banjos on 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 stage. So uh, it's uh, it's. It's very popular, very very diverse use as well. So as you, as you, said, you said, it can be used in rock and all that as well. So,
1: Yeah, Billy Connolly as well, of course. Billy
0: Connolly, yeah. I, I think many, moon, many, many moons ago, uh, Barney McKenna got us to, to make a, a, a banjo for Billy Connolly. Uh, whether he got it or not, no, I, I'm not 100% sure.
1: Oh, you'd love to see that, wouldn't you?
0: I've I, I seen a picture of it. Yeah, with him on one of the television many many television programs uh, about Billy, and he um, there was a picture of the banjo that Tom would have made back. I think it was mid nineties. Right at this stage,
1: and Steve Martin as well. I'm thinking of who's uh, quite quite brilliant on it as well. He, he is
0: fantastic on it, and he and he runs a bursary as well for banjo players. And Sean Moncrief would have talked to Enda Scattle, who's also from Galway. Who would have got part of that bursary back in December? All
1: right, from Wee Banjo Three. From isn't it?
0: Wee Banjo Three, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well. How, do you play it yourself? I can knock a tune out of it, but I, I, I'm missing that performance gene that you would have had and my father has that uh, that really love to perform and play and things like that. But I, I, I can, I know what I'm doing.
1: All right, but good. I, yeah, is but
0: it, I don't, I don't play.
1: Is it difficult?
0: I, I, it's. It's as difficult as any other instrument, uh, Tom, to be honest with you. I, th- I think um, you can you can be lucky and be just a natural like Messi is at football and things All like right. that. And you just be able to pick it up. But other people have to work very, very hard at it. Um, but if you love it, yeah, it doesn't feel like work.
1: Right. I feel a uh, feeling I might belong in the work very hard category.
0: I, <laughs> I'm kind of there as well, as Tom, I have to say. <laughs> All right.
1: That's, there's the worst things you can do, isn't there? Uh, listen, Finton, continued success with the business and... Um, uh, hope to try and uh, mangle the tune out of one of your badges at some point this <laughs> You're a motor
0: Tom. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, bye now. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you getting the best value from your bank. Think again. Weekdays
1: at 2 p.m. On News Talk.